Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I am Brad. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate that. Hope your day is going well. I, uh, you know, hard pressed to find something to talk about this week. It's uh, just been kind of a slow news cycle, right? <laughs> Nothing's going on. But I, uh, I, I did recently start following this coffee guru on YouTube. His name is uh, James Hoffman. And some people call him a coffee snob, but I, I think that's a bit derogatory, you know, in a way. He just knows a lot about coffee. We don't call doctors health snobs, right? Or uh, someone that's into scrapbooking. They're not craft snobs. But for some reason, if you appreciate good coffee, you're a snob. But you know what? Whatever. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but at least I'm drinking good coffee. James Hoffman, though, really knows his stuff. Uh, I learned this week that there are basically two different ways to brew coffee. Of all the different types of drinks out there, there's only two methods. It's either percolation or infusion. So your regular drip. That's, that's the percolation. And cold brew, French press, that's infusion. Uh, my attempts at French press at home have never really been spot on. You know, they're, they're typically way too strong. And I've, I've tried to refine my process and make it better, but it just seems like I've, I've never hit the sweet spot that I wanted. Um, that is until I watched James Hoffman talk about the different grind textures. I mean, me, I've always thought that the finer the grind, the better. But that's actually way off. Fine grind is really more for an espresso machine. You know, so for regular drip makers, you want to go with a medium grind. That's ideal. And for a French press, you want medium to coarse. James says to go with medium, so that's that's what I've been doing. And I've, I've never in all the years I've been drinking coffee thought about di- how the different grind affects the taste. Another thing that this guy pointed out to me is that I've been rushing my French press process. You know, I would, I would grind the beans, pour in the hot water, and let it sit for five minutes or so, you know, and then the strainer basically just slowly push it towards the bottom. But that's apparently way too fast. What you want to do is get your medium grounds in, you pour the hot water over it, and then let it set for five minutes. Then you stir it and let it set for another eight minutes. And he also takes some of the bits off the top, uh, which I found interesting. And he says, ideally what you want is all of the coffee to settle down to the bottom by the time it's done. Almost to the extent where you don't even need that push strainer anymore. And th- this technique is is not for people wanting a quick cup of coffee. It's not, uh, I don't make this during the week when I am waking up like a zombie after being up all night watching the news. <laughs> and so... This is more that weekend technique for me, but it's well worth it. And what this proves to me 
is that I am not a coffee guru. I'm really not. I'm just someone who really loves this stuff. But uh, my, my French press game has vastly improved. So I'm getting closer to the guru category, but maybe I'm just a, maybe I am just a coffee snob for now. <laughs> Not the guru, just a snob, but I'm cool with that. You know, my motto is uh, always be learning. Luckily for me, I have a lot to learn. So I'm trying to learn how to social media better because uh, it's, it's just not something that comes naturally to me. And I don't mean that in a judgmental way to people that are really good at it. I just, I'm not good at marketing. Uh, I've, I've decided that, at least not right now. Maybe I'll get better. But, uh, you know, all those successful podcasts out there, they say to spend more time marketing than creating. And that just seems wrong to me. You know, I thought I, thought I could foolishly, naively, I thought I could just make good content and it would take care of itself. But apparently that's not a great business model. Um, and there's a lot of people in this space. I mean, the last time I checked, it's over 1 billion of us just screaming into the void. So I'm, uh, I'm trying to up my game. So if anybody knows about social media marketing, uh, let me know how to do it. It's, uh, it's complicated stuff for a simple guy like me. I do think on, on some levels, and I've talked about this a little bit before, but I, th I think social media kind of gets a bad rep. Um, I mean, I can understand why to some degree. There's, there's people that love to argue, especially right now, and then belittle. But, um, you know, they want to dra drag people down to their level of miserable existence. Um, and an online place is a great venue for that. Because you don't have to see someone face to face, you know people could just troll you with no repercussions. So I get it when people say that social media and the internet is toxic. I, I guess in a lot of ways I'm just lucky um, because for me social media is not that bad actually. I mean, uh, in in a lot of ways, not not I don't have the horror stories that other people do. I, I guess I'm blessed that I have really positive people in my newsfeed. And I don't think it's by accident, you know, I did have to go through a social media detox and cut out the bad actors, clean up the social diet. But I'm, uh, I'm blessed that there are people in my circle that post really good content. One I saw recently uh, said, be brave enough to suck at something new. And the title alone inspired me. It actually reminded me of my attempts in podcasting. <laughs> now, I don't listen to old episodes for this reason. But I, I like this idea of embracing something that you're just really bad at. <laughs> and this article gives good reasons for doing it too. You know, the, the first they mention is that you get to learn something new. Edison said, I haven't failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that wouldn't work. And that's such a good mantra. You know, I think people all too often aren't patient enough with themselves. Yeah, they're much more, most, people, most of us are much more patient with other people. But when it comes to our attempts at new things, uh, if you're anything like me, you're very quick to criticize. People don't give new things a try because 
it makes them vulnerable. But another reason to do it is sucking at something boosts your empathy. I find this to be very true. I think when people start to put themselves out there, you know, you start an audition for a play or you you go in and you launch a business, you're following a dream, we become more sympathetic to others that are doing the same because you know how uncomfortable it can be. You know the struggle. And it also makes you more inclined to help other people too. It's a win-win scenario because you help the other person, but it's also good for the soul. I didn't think of this reason when I saw the article, but it makes so much sense. Failure makes you want to succeed even more. It's kind of a motivating factor, or it can be. I've had some weeks where it seemed like nobody was listening. I'd have like, you know, I don't even want to mention the numbers. But a voice would creep in saying just, you know what, you suck, just give it up. But you know what, I just, uh, I throat punched that dude and I said, no, I'm going to keep going. You know, where else do I get to speak for 15 to 30 minutes and people actually listen? There's an author, uh, J.K. Charleston, that said, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. (laughs) And I think the reason people don't give themselves, don't put themselves out there, don't give themselves that opportunity is that they worry too much about failing and that all goes down to worrying what other people think. And I I know it might sound negative, but I sincerely think that if people just didn't care at all what other people thought of them, they'd be a lot better off. And I'm not sure when I started thinking this way, you know, that I have no like epiphany of when it happened. But I really, I realized very early on that nobody cares. I think our egos like to believe that people care, but they really don't. You know, everyone is too caught up in their own world to pay attention to anyone else. And I know this sounds cynical, maybe even nihilistic, but it's true. I heard a story, I, I can't remember where, but there was a college student who did this social experiment a few years back. He wore a Neil Diamond t-shirt everywhere he went. And I forget how long this experiment went on. It was an abnormal amount of time to wear this just one shirt, especially a Neil Diamond t-shirt. You would think that this kind of thing would get a lot of attention, but it didn't. He, He didn't get anybody commenting on this shirt because... Nobody cares. I mean, and I urge you not to look at this negative in a negative way. Instead, just embrace it. You know, if no one is paying attention, then I can let go of whatever that they think and be my true self. I don't have to care if I'm attractive or funny or if this idea will work because none of it matters. I'm the, I'm the invisible man, and it's amazing. <laughs> I don't have to try anymore. I can just do. And uh, that might sound a little counterproductive and maybe a little strange, but trying too hard never works out. You know, it usually has the opposite results that we want, and it makes people miserable. You know, instead of 
obsessively trying or worrying about if anyone is going to judge, I say just be thankful, you know, for, for all of it, for the good, the bad, the everything. I saw a great quote the other day that just simply said, what if just for today you were thankful for everything? And wow, that, that really kind of hit me. So I'm kind of ripping them off, but you know what? That's okay because they don't care either. <laughs> you know, you can apply this almost to any facet of life. And there's a, there's a fancy psychological term for this, of course, as there most always is. It's a uh, philosophy of stoicism. It's about letting go of the desire to control everything. The reason that people try to control things is to avoid vulnerability and confusion. Problem is it doesn't work. Other than our attitudes and our mental state, we control nothing. About the only things that we control are our thoughts, our actions, interpretations. When we go around trying to control everything else outside of those, we actually lose control over the things that are within our power. And what Stoicism proposes is to take your attention off the things outside yourself to make you happy or things that are in the future. Because the conventional way is to become dependent on material things to make us happy, uh, gain people's acceptance. But all those things are fleeting. And there's nothing wrong with pursuing wealth and goals and all that stuff, but our happiness shouldn't be tied to it. Stoics strive for acceptance and indifference. So that's my new goal. I used to say, hope for the best, but expect the worst. But that's a bad way to live. <laughs> now I, uh, I hope for the best and expect nothing. Thank you so much for listening. I, uh, I really appreciate that. You can uh, find me at the coffeebuzzpodcast.com and reach out to me if you like with an old-fashioned email at thecoffeebuzzpodcast at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at the Coffee Buzz PC. You can find me there with all the other crazy folks. Thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you next week.